Star Wars 7x7, episode 524. Today we're continuing our series of looks at the characters of The Force Awakens, all the above-board stuff, the teasers, the trailers, the -the behind-the-scenes videos, interviews, and official magazine stories and whatnot, and we've got Kylo Ren on the docket for you. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Amy Rackliff from Full of Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod and it is a weird feeling recording today because on the moment that this episode drops, which will be Thursday at 3am Eastern Standard Time, one week from that moment I will be sitting in a theater with the rest of the Star Wars 7x7 family, Brainstormer Lonnie, Quizmaster Joe, and Scorekeeper Declan too, watching the end of The Phantom Menace as the first movie in the Star Wars marathon that leads up to The Force Awakens. We are one week away from the first showings here in the United States, and it's so exciting. I can't even stand it, and I'm already enjoying the heck out of conversations that are happening with folks online who are talking about how excited they are, how stoked they are, how they can't believe that we're finally here and ready for The Force Awakens. It is absolutely amazing. And I just want to let you know, I've mentioned this a couple of times on our Twitter account at SW7X7Podcast, but we are going to keep everything quiet here on the podcast for the weekend. And what I mean by that is that we will not reveal any details about the movie during that first weekend. So everything through the 20th of December, we will be still broadcasting daily for you, but we will not be talking about anything in the movie except in the most general of terms. So we will not do any spoilers or anything. You'll have the weekend to go see it. But come... (laughs) December 21st, Monday, we will be talking in full force about The Force Awakens with uh, everything, everything possible on the table. And I don't know, I'm considering the idea of running two podcasts, one for people who haven't seen it yet in that first weekend and one who have. Uh, I don't know if I can survive doing that. I mean... (laughs) One daily is uh, is pretty enormous of a task to begin with, but we'll see how it plays out. Anyway, just wanted to let you know you've got the weekend before we start talking about it in earnest on the 21st. Anyway, let's get on with Kylo Ren, shall we? Here's what we know for sure, or what we can guess based on what we know for sure. First of all, Kylo Ren is not his real name. This was shared by J.J. Abrams in an interview for Entertainment Weekly, that Ren is a reference to the group the Knights of Ren, and Kylo is a name that was given to him as part of being part of the Knights of Ren. So he is a third character now where we don't know his real name or what his actual deal is. Now, interestingly, we do think that we've seen a a version of the Knights of Ren, or possibly the Knights of Ren themselves, already in Star Wars Aftermath, the novel by Chuck Wendig that came out on Force Friday. And it's the first of a trilogy of novels that Chuck is writing. The second one is coming out in early 2016 called Life Debt. And we think that one has to do with Han and Chewie, but we will go back to that uh, much later when it gets closer to the novel's release. Anyway, those folks showed up... Uh, the people who could have been the Knights of Ren, and were claiming something that was supposed to be Darth Vader's in theory and said to the people that they were buying it from they were going to destroy it. So 
that kind of gives you an interesting take of the Knights of Ren and that Kylo Ren was a part of these folks. But obviously, we see Kylo Ren not with the Knights of Ren for good portions of the movie. When all the trailers and teasers that we've seen, there's only that one shot of them in the rain hanging out together. So it does kind of make you wonder if Kylo Ren is still part of the Knights of Ren when he is doing all of his uh, fun stuff in The Force Awakens, or if he has departed from that organization and he is now working more closely with Supreme Leader Snoke, who has said very ominously in one of the teasers, or one of the commercials, I think it was, that whatever is going on inside The Force Awakens, Kylo Ren has never faced such a test. Even you have never faced such a test, is actually the language that Snoke uses. So this certainly implies that Kylo Ren has done his share of damage and faced some pretty incredible stuff so far, and that whatever he's about to face is bigger than anything he's come across. But more importantly, he's come across some pretty hardcore stuff so far. But as far as who he is and what he's after, well, we know precious little about that. One thing for sure is that Adam Driver has been pretty consistent in his interviews about Kylo Ren in talking about the character. And the quote I'm going to read you comes from Cinema Blend, where they were there for the L.A. press junket that happened last weekend, where Mindy Kaling was interviewing panels of actors and creators related to The Force Awakens. And this quote from Adam Driver in talking about getting into the process of Kylo Ren's mindset, again, from Cinnabon, Adam says, Well, I don't know. I certainly didn't think of him that way in playing him, that he's doing anything villainous. It's more if he thinks what he's doing is right and being justified by it, and then trying to tell the story of why, making it a person as much as possible, unquote, making Kylo Ren a person as much as possible. And then later on says that, quote, I think that when people feel they're morally justified, to me it feels more dangerous, unquote. So that's the attitude that Adam Driver's taking for Kylo Ren and how he's informed the character that he's not thinking about wrong or right, that he's thinking that what he's doing is just the right thing to do, period, paragraph, not whether it's bad or it's good or whether he's evil or not. He's just into what he's doing. And he has a destiny to fulfill. He knows that. And we're also seeing the word destiny pop up in some of the new commercials that are coming out, too. And that sort of idea, that sort of concept comes through in the voiceover stuff we've heard from him so far when he's talking about nothing will stand in our way and I will show them the dark side, which is also kind of interesting because he's also been specifically flagged as not being a Sith, even though he is walking around with a red lightsaber. So he's something else, and whether he's actually going to convert to becoming a Sith, who knows, but not a Sith very specifically flagged that way by J.J. Abrams in an interview for Entertainment Weekly, I believe. But speaking of the Sith, he does seem to care very much about Darth Vader and has, of course, his melted face mask from the funeral pyre on Endor. And we don't yet know whether Vader's armor was laid to rest and stayed on Endor after Return of the Jedi, or if it was moved someplace else in between the time of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, and how, therefore, Kylo Ren came into possession of that melted face mask. But he talks to it, or at least it looks like he talks to it, based on the way the shots are stitched together, where he's saying, I will finish what you started. We're all given that idea, and, you know... Um... What we do also know is that 
We've been told Supreme Leader Snoke is a very long-range planner of things, so he could be very well talking to Supreme Leader Snoke. We don't necessarily know for sure, and these trailers and teasers have a way of being edited together in, in such a manner that you could be fooled by what is really happening or what, um, you know, what uh, dialogue is actually referencing which actual scene. But I do think it is definitely true that he's obsessed with Darth Vader somehow. And I have a sensation that from one of the uh, the talking figures that he's after that lightsaber as well. I mean, there's one of the, the quotes that comes out of the thing where he says, that weapon is mine. And, I mean, he could be talking about his own lightsaber getting knocked away at some point or something and he wants it back. But, uh, you know... I don't know. I'm kind of not thinking that, especially considering how he likes Vader's mask so much. And we've got, you know, a very visible Vader's lightsaber running around. I mean, that was his. It's supposed to be his. And interestingly enough, there was a, a comment that unfortunately got lost when we were recording out in Malibu. And I've said previously that there's got to be a good explanation for how anybody is able to come into the possession of Darth Vader's old lightsaber, the one that gets handed down to Luke that he loses in Cloud City and The Empire Strikes Back. There has to be, at least for me, like I really want to hear a good explanation of that because it's possible it fell out of the bottom of Cloud City when Luke came out of one of those tunnels and ended up hanging on a weather vane. Something fell out along with him, and maybe it was his hand, maybe it was his lightsaber, maybe it was his both, maybe it was some junk that happened to be in there. It's hard to say, and there have been people who have done digital enhancements of the film to try and figure it out. It's inconclusive, but either way, one of the things that got um, dumped was actually a comment by my mom, of all people, so she noted the fact that J.J. Abrams is not necessarily known for explaining things. <laughs> and we talked about Lost a little bit and how, yeah, he doesn't necessarily have a reputation for giving you the full explanation for stuff. So it may be the case that we do not actually get the full story behind how that lightsaber gets rediscovered, which would be a little bit aggravating, but maybe it's something that they will move off into another media, you know, comic books or video games or novels or that sort of thing. But back to Kylo himself and what he's up to. We do know that he gets some time with Poe Dameron, and it looks like he is torturing him for information, presumably, but what he actually is able to get out of him. I don't know. The way that we see those uh, teasers and commercials and how he seems to just kind of be frustrated with him, like gets him to a pain point and then kind of goes, <clears throat> like, and just knocks him out. I have a feeling that Kylo is not getting out of Poe Dameron what he wants to get, which is always a satisfying thing. But Kylo does go down and wreaks havoc on the surface of Jakku in the evening on one of the villages along with all the flame troopers, so we know he's on Jakku at some point. We also know that he ends up on Takadana as well and faces down Daisy Ridley and apparently gets the better of her because of that one shot where she is apparently on her knees. The camera angle you know, seems to suggest that that's what's going on and Kylo brings the saber up to her neck and the look on Daisy's face, tremendous acting. I mean, the actual fear is insane and intense. It's really impressive work. But of course, moments before that, we're actually watching Daisy really firing a blaster at Kylo Ren, and he is fending off the bolts from that like an expert. And again, suggests that he's been doing what he's been doing for quite a while. And we haven't seen blaster bolts fended off like that since Luke in Return of the Jedi, or Darth Vader, really, I think he could do that as well. You know, I'm trying to think, I don't think he actually did any of that in 
any of the movies. He was not forced to defend laser bolts with his lightsaber, but he did it with his hand in Empire Strikes Back. So, I mean, you know, it's certainly possible. But yeah, Kylo Ren takes on those blaster bolts with no trouble whatsoever. And then, of course, there's the Starkiller base scenes. First of all, with him in an observation tower, it looks like they are launching the Starkiller base weapon while he is inside safely watching away from all the... uh, atmospheric conditions that might be changing around. I can't imagine that it's safe to be standing outside when they when they turn that thing on. I'm just saying. I think he's got the right idea staying inside for that. And then, of course, the scene in the snowy forest at night where he comes stalking through the forest and ignites his lightsaber. That very iconic scene. It's already iconic, isn't it? With him igniting that crossguard lightsaber for the first time. And now knowing that Finn is in the forest there, and Rey for that matter as well, and their battle about to begin. And Finn's expression as he has Kylo coming toward him, also tremendous acting as well. And there isn't really much more to tell about Kylo Ren. We learn a couple more things from the talking doll and some of the dialogue that comes through there. And one of the quotes that comes from it is one where he says, Together we will destroy the Resistance and the Last Jedi, which is a really interesting line for many reasons. First of all, We know that he has allied with the First Order, but not necessarily in a very helpful way. You know, Darth Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin made a great pairing, and they had a lot of mutual respect developed over the years. But it doesn't seem like it's yet the case with General Hux and Kylo Ren. They still seem to be in sort of a quiet power struggle. I guess we'll find out just how quiet it actually is when we watch the movie. But by the interviews that Donald Gleason has given about General Hux and about his relationship to Kylo Ren, it doesn't sound like they are totally friendly and supportive of each other in the same way that Vader and Tarkin had a great working relationship. But as I say, Kylo's clearly working for the First Order toward the destruction of the Resistance. But in talking about The Last Jedi, that makes you think that he's talking about Supreme Leader Snoke or talking to Snoke when he says, together we're going to do this. And Jedi, here's where, you know, you can't read too much into it because Jedi is both the singular and the plural. So we don't know whether Luke is the only Jedi left or if there are more and If so, are they all together? Are they spread out across the galaxy? What is going on with the Jedi? That is another one of the huge mysteries that is yet to be revealed. And that is going to do it for our discussion of Kylo Ren. And if you have other facts about Kylo Ren that you know that have been confirmed by trailers or teasers or other officially approved sources, if you will, in other words, non-spoiler, non-rumor, non-leak, that sort of thing, then if we didn't cover it, share it in the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. All right, let's get you a trivia question before we go. Last time we asked you where Han planned to meet his Endor strike team at 0300, and that was at the shield generator. Today's question, what must Luke remove from R2-D2 to view Leia's entire message? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you're forced to use a blaster to defeat a cyborg, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not uncivilized, it's destiny unleashed. 
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.